when life hands you lemons, you, you make an outfit. You with could them. break both your arms and have them in casts, and I would just think it was a fashion choice. <laughs> I wouldn't even think that. I wouldn't think twice about it. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much that means to me. You have no idea. That is the nicest thing anyone's ever said. Hello and welcome <laughs> to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. If you're one of the people who listened to that conversation, I hope you enjoyed it. And thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda and weird green drink in the fridge. Cheers. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. One more time. Cheers. I didn't take a sip. Same as last time. Last time when, when I... When I came and talked to you last time, I had the weird green drink. I always have the weird green drink. Whenever anybody asks me, I just say it's pea plant protein powder. That's hey. the answer I give them. It's all good. It's all good. Looks healthy. Looks good. Happy to be sitting here today. So for those of you that aren't familiar with this extraterrestrial being sitting to my left, this is my <laughs> friend and fellow MC, fellow musician, fellow person living yeah. on this planet, Lexa Terrestrial. Make some noise for the internet. Who's clapping? There's a live studio audience. Oh, hey guys. What's up? Thank you. They're, they're, they're in the cupboards. It's Narnia. Greeting. Greetings, everybody. No, I believe you. <laughs> Greetings. That's so cute. No, thank you. Thank you. No, I, I appreciate that. So I'm happy to have you here. This is your third time on the yeah, show. Yeah. You were on back in 2016. Mm-hmm. Good 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 years, good times. And then you were also on my third year anniversary party that in was, 2017. Yeah, that was so with much Mike fun. Mike Hitt and Byron Mike, Nash. Just, uh, yep. All good Meg friends. Fair, yeah. Brett Shoemaker. Yep. It was a really good really good really good group of people. Yeah, I was going to say I actually ran into Mike uh, after my performance at Dutchtown, and we were just goofing off the whole time. He had a camera. He was, I don't rem- remember what I said, but Mike, uh, if you're out there and you have that footage, please show it to me. <laughs> He's so much fun. He really is. He's a funny guy. Oh, and he was at that, uh, where was he at? He was at another show I did, but he's really funny. He's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, he's a really that was that was a good show. He's a good dude. Mike Mike's yeah. Mike's really, really good people. Make some noise for Mike Hitt. Yeah. Make some noise. Well, can make some noise for yourself. Because this is really hard to do, actually, people. You don't realize how much work and dedicate dedication and passion it takes to do all this. It's a lot. Especially when you, you know, you're doing it like like we are all ourselves. It's yeah. a lot. Hey, I love doing it, so I'm here, and I'm happy to be here. I'm happy you're here. Thank you. But I'll tell you this. We're here to talk about you and not me. So this is your third time on the show, but a general rundown for people that may be new to you. You're you're a musician Mm -hmm. and a a personality, to say the least. You you are quite a character, but I mean that in the best way possible. Thank you. I no, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad that that hasn't been robbed of me, my soul, because it almost yeah. I'm glad I still have that left. Um, But yeah, I've I've been into hip hop for a very very long time since I was little, and really, um, all my music is it's hip hop, but it has a vein of. EDM and grunge and sometimes dream pop. Although my new stuff is very different. It's very, very different. Actually, no. Some of it's the same, but a lot of it's kind of sad. Well, it's you, but you're just evolving. And it's probably a reflection of your life and where you are yeah, at exactly. in this current time. Yeah, or devolving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know that there's, <laughs> I, know, I mean, I know that there's a lot that's been going on. I don't know like where we want to pick up today's conversation because obviously yeah you've been on the show before so there's no need yeah. to get into the whole history and no, backstory exactly. and everything so it's like what have you been up to uh, recently yeah these what's pe- going on these people already know my bs can i swear on here fuck no <laughs> okay i'm so kidding no, no so yeah no. you can't that's I, I, was, fine. I was gonna say no yeah, i was gonna say most of these people already know my bs they know my story but you're allowed to swear yeah well let's see let's pick up let's pick up so yeah, it's been a really weird time for me. Um, I got I got this weird disease, and it's I don't I don't really know what to compare it to, like ALS or like Lyme's disease. But 
it really messed with everything that I worked for my whole life, you know? Like, as I put a lot of work into, like, being a vocalist and um, all of that stuff, and, like, it deteriorated. Like, every, even just, like, my daily well-being, my quality of life, it's, it was horrible. And, yeah, it, it kind of, like made me miserable about everything. Like I wouldn't even come out of my room for days, wouldn't speak for, couldn't speak for days. And it's this thing called ENS. And it's definitely like fucked with, (laughs) it's definitely fucked with um, my art, but really just like my overall um, being as a person, you know, I think it's not something I expected at all. I was not prepared for it. And at first I had no idea what was going on. So like around this time last year, I was like spiraling in this, like, I was like freaked out of my mind cause I had no idea. And I had a feeling that this is what I might have, but I wasn't sure. Cause I had it. I was like, there's no way I can have this, but it turns out, um, that I did. And it's it, a, a lot of people th- like don't know what it is. They think, and when they hear about it, they think, oh, that's, that's not a big deal. That's stupid. But it's actually like it tears people's lives apart. So what is it exactly? Well, what it's, it's not, it's typically, it's a, it's a man, a man-made disease. It's a neuropathy and atrophy. Well, I'm about to sound like a science geek right now. That's fine. But you guys are going to learn something cool. Yeah. So it's like a neuropathy or an atrophy of the turbinates you don't know what they are do you, do you know what the do you know I what the turbinates know. are i didn't know i have no idea you gotta let us know. i didn't know what the turbinates were either um because why the hell would i know what the turbinates were sure yeah no it's uh <laughs> it's uh these little little things in the sides of your nose and they're they're your sinuses and they, um, a lot of people don't realize how important they are. You know, they, they don't like, they take for granted breathing or seeing or walking. And then one little thing happens to them. Like they pinch a nerve and then suddenly like, they're like, oh crap. Like this one little thing that I took for granted actually makes a huge difference. Sure. Yeah. So it you typically happens to you if you get like a sinus surgery or a septoplasty and I got a septoplasty a couple years ago and didn't think it was going to be like this crazy of a thing, but it turned out to be like sort of a botched nightmare. Okay. Yeah. And the doctor never ended up telling me any of this. And so the whole time I'm thinking, what the hell is going on with me? Cause I would be like, it's, I know panic attacks, like, right. I've had panic attacks. I have anxiety. It's not, it wasn't panic attacks. It was like a constant state of, like beaker from the Muppets. It was just a constant state of, it it feels like you're suffocating. Like you try to take a breath in and it's not registering in your brain because all the nerves and your turbinates are damaged. Yeah. And it's, it causes me to sometimes it's gotten a lot better there. It's not a curable thing. Like there's no cure for it, which is really horrible. So what have you been doing to, uh, there's help alleviate some of the stuff. Well, every night I shove a red laser up my ass and that's really been working well for me. So (laughs) (laughs) no, really, really. Yeah. Um, red light therapy and I had to get a bunch of like painful injections into my nose. And, um, yeah. And it's, um, I got stem cell injections. They actually like took a bunch of fat from my ass. Fortunately, there's a lot there, so it's okay. But the, it was weird. Yeah, they took fat from my ass. They mixed it with my blood and all these other things, and they injected them in there. Um, there was a huge like scar tissue band on it, so he the doctor cut it off. And um, it's improved a lot, but it's still like it it when you breathe, sometimes it's like you're breathing in this burning, dry, cold air and it fucks your throat up. So I'm like, I have a sore throat every day. I'm an artist. I have to perform. At this point, I was traveling and going on tours and opening up for other artists in other cities. And, you know, I was like at the peak where I I just signed to a new agent and I could barely focus on even driving myself to a show without wrecking my car because I couldn't freaking breathe. And it was like super weird. Cause I was like, I know I'm breathing, but I'm 
not breathing. Yeah. So it was really weird. And then I just tried to like painfully muster through the things that I used to love doing. They felt like it felt like torture. And I just I didn't even want to listen to music because I like couldn't even sing along with it anymore. It became hell. And um, it's something I'm still fighting with today, but it's something I speak out a lot about because a lot of the, apparently I'm not the only person that has this. There's a lot of people that have it and a lot of people that continue to get it. And it's like something very paradoxical and not a lot of people can figure it out. So, um, they've had the same situation I have. And I think honestly, the, we're starting to find out that the sinuses and the turbinates are very like crucial to they're like the lungs of your nose they're you know you don't just move somebody's heart over 45 degrees to the left you know for no reason that's like weird so i think we're starting to like realize that this should probably be an illegal surgery but and doctors know that can we talk more about the surgery like what exactly is the surgery yeah well they go into your septum and they the septum's just really this you can't even see it it's like a small partition yeah between the nasal walls i guess and they straighten it but and my doctor also just he made it like look a little more aesthetically pleasing. Okay, but so, he also so that's en- what that's the surgery was. Yeah, he also ended up doing all this other stuff that like fucked me up, and he actually ended up deviating my septum even more, okay. which is wild. But um, was this in? I mean, I don't know how much we can talk about how we what we can't talk about, but like, yeah, was it I'm in Pittsburgh or was it like outside of the city? Um, Ooh, I'll leave that to, I'll leave that anonymous. Okay. Yeah. I'll leave cool. that anonymous. Yeah. I was um, just, I was just curious, like if it was like something that was local or if you, I don't know. It well, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, Pittsburgh, we're supposed to be leading. We're supposed to have the best medicine, right? Yeah. And we're supposed to be leading in medicine. We're not like none of the doctors here could. So it was in Pittsburgh. <sighs> well, <laughs> none of the doctors here, put it this way, could figure out what was going on and they. Oh, we're talking post could figure out what was going on yeah okay yeah and although if i yeah i'm not gonna say where he's located he no could no be, no he could be in that cupboard okay yeah but, <laughs> no but but, but this was ever i was i was just curious because i was just curious about um well, it's Pittsburgh. I was just curious oh, because they, i was just curious shut the fuck up i need to learn how to talk <laughs> um i was just curious if it was local or something that you had traveled for, like if yeah. you were going to, like, so I imagine if you're going to travel for something like this, it would be because you're going to see a specialist. Specialist, right? Exactly, exactly. So you would assume that they're specialists. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, I went to my ENT here. I went to a few. I had to get speech pathology after this. Like I'm. I'm somebody that's like very vocally trained and do a lot with my voice. So I was like, this is really, this is really wild. You know, this has really caused a lot of weird, weird shit to happen. But none of the doctors in Pittsburgh could figure it out. I went to a few, I went to like a nerve, what are they called? A neurologist who like works on nerves and burn victims and stuff like that. And she's like, yeah, what you're saying sounds like ENS. And I'm like, She's like, you know, give it a couple years and a couple years. See what happens. And I was what? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's essentially like nobody here really like. So I ended up going to Ohio to this guy that specializes in patients that have had this happen. And there's a lot of them that pop up every day from getting this. And a lot of them are even like, I found this group because I'm supposed to be getting a sinus surgery or I'm getting one, you know, whatever surgery. And a lot of them pop up in this group and because they I guess they do research on it, and they end up finding out about this. And some of them get the surgery and they warn their doctor, listen, I don't want this to happen. And then it ha- they, the doctor ends up doing it anyway and it ends up happening. And I'm just like, you know, this so is we're, weird. This we're, is ta- like- we're talking about the septoplasty? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, I mean, honestly, the whole thing could have been avoided if he just didn't mess with the stuff that he did, but he did. What's the while reason? I was, what's the reason for messing with this? I have no idea. I really don't know because I never. He was. I was never told about it. I was like I was unconscious under the table, and I guess he just decided to do other things. 
I think the whole, I think the reason there is really, it's rather pointless. I think it was just to really help me in the healing process or something. But, but when you're healing from something like that, you're really, you don't, you can't breathe really anyway. So it just, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, when it comes to medicines and surgeries and things like that, I'm pretty ignorant. I don't know no, a whole lot about oh anything. Oh my God. I was too, because I trusted the doctors. That's, now you, I've had to become my own doctor and research it you, all. You would want to trust stuff, but even, um, I mean, I don't want to put um, his business all out there, but I think most people that know Ricky, who I play with in Greywalker, are very aware because he's been pretty public about um, he's been having issues with a thing that like he doesn't know what it is. Like he wasn't sure if it was Lyme disease or something okay. else. Like yeah. and it was like fucking with his hands, fucking with his muscles, his body's aching all the time. He's having a hard time playing guitar and all these things. Oh and like God, I, he yeah. was going to like all these different doctors and nobody seemed to know yeah. what the fuck was going on. And it blows my mind that like it's one thing that if you don't know something, but if I was a doctor and I didn't know something, I would want to figure it out. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But the where's doctor house when you need it? There's you know? so many people that it they seems don't that like, they don't give a fuck. The, uh, they just want to get, get to their lunch break and go home. And I also, and then, well, yeah. the thing is like, I don't also don't know. It's like, I try to be empathetic to it to some degree because it's also like, well, obviously you or Ricky are not the only patient in the world. There's probably dozens of people that they're seeing every day and they only have like the emotional and actual like physical bandwidth in their brain to deal with so much at once. Yeah. But I feel like maybe a lot of hospitals are probably understaffed and things like that because it's like who the fuck wants to be a doctor nowadays? Everybody wants to be a fucking YouTuber. So that's a, that's a, that's well, a, that's a whole well, other that's that, a whole other complicated that's so story. So true. <laughs> that is so true. No, that is honestly so true. And I think they're just kind of like it's a ride out the clock kind of situation, you know. But the doctor that I go to now has a huge passion for this. That's good, you know. And all of the people suffering from this because he's lost a lot of patients, you know. And I mean, yeah, no, I, I think what what Ricky's going through, um, it sounds like it could be like a neuropathy thing. It sounds like it could be Lyme's disease. Yeah, you know, I'm not 100%. I sh- thought I had Lyme's disease, but I was like, nah, turn I'm out I'm not 100% this. sure what the status is of things now. Um, just being like pretty transparent with you and whoever the fuck hears this, hears this. I don't really yeah. give a shit. Um, but like things with Grey Walker have been pretty radio silent recently just because like everybody has their own shit going on yeah and just, and just we really haven't been like playing a whole lot we haven't been seeing each other a whole lot and like i really haven't even fucking talked to ricky a whole lot recently so like the times that i have seen him he seems to be doing better and uh like healthier and happier but like i don't know like what the result of that is i don't know i'm assuming that maybe he's like found something or somebody that's been able to like pinpoint some things and help him because like uh, you know he was pretty miserable understandably for a while yeah if it's but something the past that few times your art too it seems like he's been pretty good so but i don't know 100 like what exactly uh his thing has been yeah, but i'm know. glad with i'm glad to hear that you know you've finally been able to find somebody that seems to understand what's going on and is helping because i mean you're here you're talking you seem like okay you have your green drink you sip some beers you had a brussels sprout downstairs yeah you seem to be doing a, i'm moving up in the world all, all, all things considered you seem to be moving on a path towards um, some sort of recovery i'm trying yeah i'm trying it's it, it's still yeah it's the one thing I hate is the pain that I deal with. It pretty much affects everything from here. I, my muscles, my joint, everything. It's just, it's miserable. And I just, it's like, damn. Yeah. If it affects my art, um, like with Ricky, I bet that made him a million times more depressed because it's like, you know, you a football player sprains his leg, a million nerves are f- messed up and he can't play. He doesn't know when he can play ever again. I mean, I'm still playing a lot, you know, um, but it's it doesn't and nobody notices, but it doesn't feel the same to me. And that's what I don't like. It's a challenge. It's like I'll have to like stick Q-tips up my nose just to like 
do my vocal warm-ups. Wow. It's really weird. I have to like do weird stuff or like hold my note. Cause it's like, it's almost like you can't feel, So you can't feel it. It's my, weird. My question is like, what do you do to actually like physically recover the damage done? Well, there really, this damage, if it, if it's what my doctor said, nerve damage in the, from the out fracture of the turbinates, there's, I mean, like, is there anything they can do or is it just like the thing with tiny nerves is no, there isn't, uh, there really isn't anything they could do. My doctor said, actually, you're look, you look like you've improved. I can tell, you know, cause he, he, he knows, but it's still like the same feeling. And I, so I think it's like definitely like a nerve thing and stem cells, red light therapy, cold laser therapy. I take a ton of supplements. Um, as you know, I was vegan for like five years. I, I started eating like salmon here and there. Cause that's, that helps a little bit. Um, and then there's, yeah, st- uh, stem cells. And then like this weird electrode thing that I use sometimes it like zaps you and you, and I can feel that's the thing is like, I can feel it's like, Oh my God. And you kind of put them there. That sort of helps. Okay. But I think if the nerves rewire weird, cause nerves are very finicky, you mm-hmm. know, there's like a sheath and an axon if they rewire differently. So why a lot of the time when you have people that are paralyzed, peripheral nerves will generate, regenerate. Per, okay. Decently. But anything else, it's like, we still have to, we still have to figure that out. That's why what's his name uh, was getting so into stem cells, and I think stem cells like are the new wave of curing a lot of these things. Sure, I've heard a lot, yeah. of, a lot of crazy things about that stuff. Yeah, there's this one thing called exosomes, which are like the almost like these little walkie talkies of a stem cell, and they go into your body and they talk to your original DNA and repair it, anything that's different. So I was like sitting there talking to this doctor and I was like, these exosomes, would they like grow back all the old stuff that I, you know? And he's like, yeah, possibly. And I'm thinking, how wild is that? But it's not, the FDA doesn't want to. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can dip, They don't they're not legal. You can dip your toes in the water of conspiracy theory about like why the FDA hasn't approved half of the things that they should and why they've approved so many things that they shouldn't have. But that's yeah. that's that's heavy conspiracy oh, theory no, stuff. Oh no, it's it's not that, even a conspiracy. It's true. <laughs> and I'm going to be talk I'm going to be talking to a few people government officials about about it because I think there's a lot of people out there that have no there's no cure for what they have. You know, and they, they they can't work, and then they're stuck not being able to afford, st- you know, whatever yeah, it does. No. Yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't really subscribe to anything. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I feel like the whole world is bullshit, and it is. Um, <laughs> is I don't mean this in a negative way, but I do feel like my existence in the grand scheme of things is rather pointless. I'm just kind of here, and while I'm uh-huh. here, I'm gonna report record podcasts with my friends and play shows and enjoy, you know, enjoy the fruits that I can while I can. I, I That's try not to the think, best attitude. I to try have. not to think too much, but it is really hard for me to avoid certain things when I think about like, Oh, like a generation of like nine year olds that are getting their periods from drinking crazy hormone filled milk and stuff. It's like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. It's like, that makes sense. This is a thing that's happening. I'm not smart enough necessarily to have the discussion, but it like creeps me out. No. Cause I I feel like it's probably definitely happening. And it's like, why is this happening? I don't know. No, you're right. And you know, it's everybody, the doctors will still tell you, drink your milk, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, I, I just think every, and it's weird. Every single person has a different opinion when it comes to health. I think something always just lies somewhere in the middle of the unknown. We don't know, but I really think this world is out to get us. And I think it's population control. There's a conspiracy, conspiracy. Sure. I feel like this is my, this is the way, this is the way that I, those are lit up, but it's like way too bright in here. Here, oh, let's blinking. do this real quick. Oh, they're blinking. I can turn down the brightness so you could see how you're like, oh no. 
Did that go on auto? Oh, oh. no. I went up too high. There we go. Auto. There you we go. Sam, you there see. you go. That's it. All right. Let's bring the brightness back cool. up to our, our yeah. normal level. That's why if you ever see me in masks a lot of the time, it's because of that. I have a cool one. This is actually a headband, but yeah, matches my pants. So why do you, why do you wear the cause, uh, the past few times I've seen you, you've actually had like the respiratory thing on. Yeah. A lot of people, I didn't realize this, but a lot of people with it uh, wear them too. It's, I know it's become some trend in Japan or whatever because of the pollution. Um, but it helps to humidify the air and also like sense it because it's like a bumper for the you know what okay. I mean so yeah it's it, it like it really it protects it protects your nose from like being blasted with cold air or whatever I understand mm-hmm. cool so but I turned it into an aesthetic because I said if I'm gonna look weird I said if I have to do this well, I'm, that, that's that's I'm gonna turn it into I, I'm gonna just make it work and it's so like <laughs> perfect for you yeah because like you're no stranger to having a unique outfit on to say the yeah, least. Exactly. So anytime I see you like having like that on, I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> like, is this just a fashion thing or is like, you know, I, I turned when life hands you lemons, you, you make an outfit. You with could them. break both your arms and have them in casts. And I would just think it was a fashion <laughs> choice. I wouldn't even think that I wouldn't think twice about it. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much that means to me. You have no idea. That is the nicest thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> wow. Oh, my. I, nothing surprises me with you. Just nothing. But I'm glad that you are here. I'm glad that we're able to have this talk. Thank you. I'm glad I that you're doing better. Because I know that you are working on new music. Yeah, I am. And it's, so yeah, it's been if, painful. If you're ready to move the conversation from... Scary health things from from the scary stuff. Into now music you know, thing I kids. Like I was gonna talk about something, that, and I got I forgot what it was before we adjusted the brightness on the camera to show off your lights. Do you remember what I was talking about? I, I got fashion stuff, Christmas I got, stuff. I got completely sidetracked. Shows, I, was gonna, I was gonna bring up something fast. that had to do with uh, conspiracy theories, I was gonna, yeah. and uh, I I don't remember what it was, so I apologize. I got sidetracked by oh, the it's okay. By, yeah, no, I I was by by Lex's light up outfit. So yeah, happy holidays, Merry what? Merry Lexmas. I should not take. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jesus. <laughs> Perfect. So Perfect. let's chat about some music. Yeah, absolutely. So you're at a point now, whether you know it is maybe you know not as convenient or as comfortable as it may have been in the past yeah. you are able to work on some new music which you are right now yeah, yeah. so let's chat about that what are you yeah. up to um yeah i made i have a few singles one i'm releasing and it's very like i, I want to I, I wouldn't even know how to like classify it it kind of reminds me of like a super cute version of like little uzi vert okay but the video for it is outrageous it's very cool it's like the the video that I wanted to make my whole life. Wow, very, that's saying a lot given some given the fact that I am very aware of what you have done in the yeah. past. Oh God. No, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's you, true. You've done some pretty out there stuff. So for you to say that this is the one, yeah. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, it's like very encompassing of me and Lexa Terrestrial and my brand and the outer space stuff. And it's very cute and fun and badass at the same time. And we filmed a lot of it at Redfish Bowl, so it's got some really cool art in it. We did a lot of, like, green screen work, and there's doubles of me. I have, like, little Lexa clones who are, like, it's just really cute, cool. but the song is really cute. But then the album I'm working on is kind of dark and sad. It's, like, sad, trap, and I'm still spitting, but... Some of it's kind of like this sad R and B. I gotcha. But some of it's happy, kind of like '90s TLC sounding R and B. It just depends. But I, I think for the most part, it's sad. It's kind of about a lot of the pain of um, the destruction of yourself and of life and everything that is like. It, it's very much so like for anybody that's going through any kind of pain, then inescapable pain. Yeah. 
I think it's cool that we're at a place right now where having that self-reflective content is actually like embraced and understood Uh, by people. Finally, yeah. Because for such a long time, that was like, it was taboo to talk about yourself, especially in hip hop or rap. I think in a lot, a lot of ways it still is. I mean, some in some ways it still is, but I'm glad it's not. I, I think it just, I, I think it just know. depends on who. If Drake. You, well, <laughs> it's pretty popular, right? I've heard of him. You've heard of him. Uh, You've probably heard I of mean, him. I mean, I think I've heard of him, but and like you know, but <laughs> he like balances that line. He finds a right. He finds like he's like just sad enough, but also like still street of, enough. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, it's a balance, yeah. but it's there. It's there and it's accepted. I just don't like, think he writes his own music, so I just can't ever believe it. Well, sure, with the stuff sure. He's saying. Sure, that's fair enough. That's a whole other conversation. But, but yes, absolutely. He's no. still the mouthpiece for it, and people accept it. They accept that topic being brought into their plate, and you know, being mainstream. They'll listen to it, whether mm-hmm. he's writing it or not. People are still engaging with it. Because yeah. because people are connecting with it, regardless of who is writing it, people are connecting with that, and they're not ashamed to admit that they're connecting with it. Yeah, and that what I, that's what I think is cool. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm glad it's no longer like bad to because you know there's a lot of people that are like, no, you you can't be, uh, you know, like, so emo. Sure, in your feelings, but like all that like air quote emo stuff is some of the biggest stuff. That's been happening. The only thing that fucking frightens me is that it's like it seems like every single pioneer of that genre keeps dying before they're fucking twenty something. You know what I mean? Like they're mm, all you don't say toast. <laughs> and like I don't. Yeah. I'm not saying that Why in a disrespectful way. It? No, you're but absolutely like, I think right. The problem is, is it's so much of the like the glorification of the negative lifestyles that those people lead is like. I think other scary. people are trying to copy this glorification and it comes off as that's sort of why with Drake, I just can't resonate with him as much as because he's singing it. It sounds good. He's singing it right, but it doesn't sound like his. Sure. And I, I can't. Well, re- most but- people don't give a fuck about that. It's like watching a movie. Do you think like people that watch Brad Pitt in a movie are going to be mad because he didn't write his character? No, but actors are actors are supposed to get into that character and portray it with I accuracy. Would, I would say that singer, Drake singer, has gotten like- into his character, though. Whether or not he writes his character, I guess I gotta maybe I gotta dive in a little deeper with Drake. When I think of like people like Drake or on the opposite end of the spectrum, like Lana Del Rey, it's like you're not writing any of your music, but you play a character really well. Well, she does play that character really well because you you would you would assume maybe she is, but people like um, like Little Peep, Amy Winehouse, Kurt Cobain, like yeah, you know that that like. They they really were in that much pain and they were talking about it and obviously, you know, but um So is it safe to assume that anybody that's still alive is not writing their own music? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a really bad joke. I apologize. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm that sure, was really rude. I'm sure Drake still does, but for some reason with Drake, I don't know, it feel like a disconnect with him. Well, I think that yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why with him, it's but because he's not American. He's from Toronto. Yeah, but I love Kim. I'm kidding. Kim. I'm kidding again. And he's uh, Jewish. I should bad, love him. He's making bad jokes. I should, right. I should love Drake, <laughs> but I don't. I should love Drake, but I don't. I think he might be. He's well, like no, a, I think that, he's like a robot. Yeah, no. It's everything is. I don't know. If I'm going to stop joking Very talented, so much, though. Very talented. I just don't resonate with him yeah, for some reason. It's it, like a fakery. If I'm going to stop joking so much and, and, be, <laughs> and be real, um, I think the issue with Drake not being relatable is this just like. How are you supposed to relate to somebody like him? He's been a fucking superstar since he was a child in one way or another. The grassy. And yeah, like, it's like you too- don't like it's it's I don't feel that like there's you just it's it's hard to connect with somebody like that. And just yeah. like, I don't know, to be like one day. uh I don't know. I don't know enough about Drake to dissect it, but I just definitely agree with you that like I don't relate with him. But it's funny because like there are artists that maybe I do relate with. Like mm-hmm. I feel like we'll say uh, um what's his name? Uh Juice World. 
subject wise, I feel like I could relate with his music Me a lot too. more. But I prefer the production and the delivery of somebody like Drake. I feel it's like production. It's, if you yeah. have a really, I'm telling you, I was just thinking about this the other day. Production. I was in the studio for four hours trying to finish up a track because I was being so. We were being so picky about the production of it. You know, I wanted to get it right. I wanted it to sound this way, but not to this way. But I think it's a lot of the time what what these artists are saying offline, outside of their music. What struggles have they had? What are they dealing with? Like, sure. what, what adversity have they faced? So I think a lot of the time that is what we relate to because we see them as if they can overcome this, I, I can too. If they're still doing this, I can too. But with Drake, you know, it's like, what adverse, what does he talk about? What struggles has he had? You know? Yeah. All, all his struggles, like somebody hanging out at basketball str- games and stuff. I don't know what yeah, Drake does. <laughs> so I think that might be why, whereas like, and other people's, what they're saying offline, what they're living or speaking offline about is maybe a little bit more to how they're actually feeling and People say, oh, keep it, you know, keep it safe, keep it like pub publisher, you know, friendly or whatever friendly. But I think those artists that are speaking up and saying things about how they feel and what's really going on outside of their music as well is is what we is what we resonate with. Well, that's the thing. I I don't think that you mentioned, you know, Drake maybe or maybe not writing his own music like yeah, I, I, th- think, I mean that, that I, I think doesn't even him, matter that well much. i think of him well it's the thing is this i just think of him as like an actor and a role and he's always been an actor he's been an actor since yeah. he was a child and he's playing the part really well so when it comes to what he's doing in his outside outside life i don't give a shit because i don't feel like he's an artist i feel like he's an influencer and yeah. a tastemaker and yeah. an actor but yes. i don't feel like he is an artist yeah that i i can agree i could be that. wrong yeah. i don't know drake hit me up like, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I have no idea. These are just my assumptions. I actually think Drake would like like our music. He might steal it and then have. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Look, look what happened. Didn't he look steal Hotling Bling? Look, he, or, that's an old seventies record. I actually bought and I played it, and I said, "Wait a second. And um, this was when around the time I had your your vinyl too, and I'm like, "This is." Hotline Bling. I said, how did I accidentally buy this old 70s vinyl? Hotline Bling was on it. It's an old 70s song. But that whole thing with him and X, XXX. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, and then, oh, where, where's X? Yeah. He's gone. Gone. He called it, I don't know. It's scary. I need another sip of that beer. This is actually a really good beer. I don't like dark beer. But this has got this like aftertaste. Shout out Penn Brewery because it's got this like dark, chocolatey, burnt sort of bark coffee bean aftertaste, which I like. I don't like dark beer, but this is very good. So shalom. We are currently not sponsored by Penn Brewery, but hey, maybe Penn, maybe if you could get someone like me to drink beer, that says a lot. Yeah. Do I look? I, I don't know. I look like I came out of some sort of cloning factory in Tokyo. I so I don't. So I'm just saying, you might want to hit up Brian because I might go buy a whole case for my dad. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. No. You if if you want if you want the whole oh. bottle, you can you can have you can have more. I'm just a baby. We have plenty more no, in the fridge. Nobody cards me. Nobody. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm actually like 75 years old. Uh huh. So one of the things I actually wanted to talk to you about, speaking of getting old, mm-hmm. was a realization that I had recently. And I just – I talked about this earlier today. I just did a podcast with somebody named Huge Palmer. Are you familiar with Huge Palmer? I don't believe so. Tell well, me. Tell me more. He, he, he's, he's just turned 21. He's a local oh, rap I did, kid. I did he's, see – He's younger. Was he wearing that modern art shirt? No, that's pick. Uh, pick oh, okay, Patek. okay. Um, but no, uh, there's another. Another. I don't know if they know each other, but like I've been. Um, a lot of these younger people in the hip hop scene have been hitting me up to come on, which is cool because mm-hmm. like I'm so disconnected from it. So it's cool to get to meet some of yeah. these people that are doing stuff. Yeah. And I was talking with him about what I'm going to talk to you about right okay. now. Oh shit. <laughs> so 
for the longest time, you know, I'm 34 years old right now. And for a very long time, I was always worried about being too old to keep doing what I'm doing. But you know what's really funny is that I rap and hip hop has changed so much that what I'm doing sounds like old people music. Like it doesn't even really? it doesn't even sound like I don't feel like what I do sounds like what like 20 somethings that are like like modern rap and modern yeah. hip hop. What I'm doing sounds it just sounds like old like normal hip hop. What I think is normal hip hop. Yeah. But like uh, young kids are like well, it's like more like uh, you know what I mean like actually like spitting bars. That's not a big part of hip hop or rap anymore. It's more like you know like the singing R and B influences it's like this the auto tune stuff yeah, yeah the more melodic stuff and that's not what I do. That's not what I've ever done. It's it, honestly that really wasn't what I did when I first started rapping. When I, it, I get what you're saying, but you're see that's the thing. Your sound is very like it's it's like punk rock and rap had the well, best baby ever. I've always but, yeah. I've always done my best to just not fit in, which is maybe a benefit. Oh, it's, me it's, too. It's, you it's, don't it's, say. It's, it's a, <laughs> you know, maybe it's a blessing and a curse, I suppose. It's um, yeah, it is. It's a blessing and a curse. Uh, but regardless when it just comes to me like you know, spitting bars if I ever play a show with younger people, which happens from time to time. Yeah. You know, for me to be like I do I do hip hop. What I want to when I'm saying I do hip hop, I have to be very aware of who I'm talking to because what I view as hip hop and what they view as hip hop are two different things. Yeah, but they're all. I yeah, feel like, but I feel it like, is. But it is hip hop. That's the thing is there are so many different branches of hip hop. Like you're not lying. You shouldn't feel bad for saying that because you have been doing it. For, I don't. Yeah. But it's just like there's so much of the modern, yeah. uh, modern hip hop. You feel or like so outside the, of it. E- uh, the, all the, like the the kind of emo stuff or like you know like back to your juice worlds or your little peeps or your xxx like all that stuff is and according to the people that listen to it it is rap and or hip-hop yeah but when i listen to a lot of that stuff i'm like this is like modern r&b i don't think yeah, of it as or, rap or, or hip-hop even like or even like some of them like rock or something yeah, yeah. sure I, like, it's yeah like, it's more rock it's more r&b it's more soulful i don't really get like there's rap or hip-hop yeah. from what they're doing i get what and you're it's, saying like, i feel like just because it has like 808s or a trap beat doesn't make it a hip-hop song you're absolutely right i think that we they sort of like fooled their way and i think that there's certain elements that make it hip-hop but this is the same thing happened to pop punk yeah. It's like like pop punk is yeah. not pop oh, punk anymore. Man. It's just it's just pop rock. Oh, like yeah, pop I know. punk nowadays that. is pop rock. It is not pop punk. But that's just one person that grew up listening to like the Descendants versus like people that are listening to stuff that's modern. Now the sound has just changed. That's all it is. I have to accept it. It's just different. Yeah. It's still pop punk to them, and it's still you know uh, the all the artists that we're talking about in rap or hip hop, that is rap and hip hop to them. It's just evolved. You know, these are both very young genres of music. Rap has only been around for maybe half a century at most. That's being very generous. They said the first hip hop. I mean, if you go back to like the moody blues days or like, uh, yeah, I mean, like 79, 80. Yeah. You're being, it's like saying half a century is very generous and Mm. pop punk's even younger. Yeah. You know, these are only, you know, several decades old genres of music. So who is anybody to say what it is and what it isn't and try to stop it from evolving? I guess. Yeah. But that doesn't make I think if you you can you can call it hip hop, you can call definitely what you're doing is probably more hip hop than if anything. But like your thing about getting old, like I have this written down here. Okay. Okay. Notes. I did. Guys can perform until they're old. There are less rules for them. Oh, I could totally see that. Yeah, because I think with women and then women in hip hop, it is a little, it's it's harder. It's different. It's different. So there's actually an interesting conversation that we can get into if you want to regarding this. It's a lot harder. And and regarding like. In so many ways. Well. But getting older as a guy. Uh. It it just doesn't matter. You're you're good to go. Well, um, I think that honestly, like even that 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 transcends music and art. 
just in general, I think it's easier to be an older male. Yeah, because like, more respect, like old, like there's, more there's polished. something that's kind of like a lot of people romanticize like the old, smart, put together male. You know what I mean? Like that's an old guy that has his shit together and it's kind of sexy and he has the salt and pepper beard polished. and like all yeah, that, all polished. that, all that, yeah, all that fucking, all the silly stereotypes. But like there really isn't necessarily that for women as no. as often. And if you're a woman in, in the enter, in the entertainment world, like if you're in rap or music, it's like it's like you. It's, it there's, depends there's, on there's your this, genre, this, but it gets really hard. Yeah, it depends on your genre, but it gets really, really hard. And and being in rap and hip hop and being a woman, it's like it's already hard. As you it have is. to be perpetually hot. Yeah, yeah. If you want people hard. to take but you then, seriously, yeah, exactly. But if also if you're if you're hot you get you have to go through this obstacle course of bullshit just to be taken seriously and people not bullshit around with you but then if you're not hot it's like uh, it's like this weird it's just so weird but i also i mean i also want to i also want to throw this out there for anybody that follows you online or knows you you're definitely no stranger to being like hey i'm sexy and i know it um no, I, I, I love expressing that. I think women should. So it's like, again, I don't, you know. So it's like, how yeah. do you find that balance then? Let's say, let's have this, let's have this discussion. Cause I'm actually oh, yeah, really curious yeah, about yeah. this. As somebody that takes their craft very seriously, yeah. which I fully believe 110% you do. You've been doing this way too long to not take it seriously. Yeah. And it's like, we've known, people, each, we've known each other for up. a long time. Yeah. No, I know that you give a fuck about this. I do. And you talk about, you know, taking yourself seriously and all of these things. But, you know, then, okay, how do you balance the, se- the, the, the sexy like stuff? The sexy stuff, you yeah. know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, like, this is an Instagram and here's a picture of my butt, but also I'm a serious artist, but I'm a female. Take me seriously. I feel like that's so complicated. It is very to, like, complicated. get that message it across. It is very complicated. Because I feel like it's, like, almost like you're not allowed to be confident in yourself and just put something out there like that without being taken the wrong way. And I don't think that's fair for or you. Or taken down, yeah. period. Yeah, no... Oh man, yeah. No, that you dude, I think about this all the time. Um I mean, it's even harder whenever it's like your job and you get paid to be like doing sexy modeling stuff or whatever, but if I think I've struck a good balance. I've struck an an excellent balance. I've I run into this problem a lot less. Like people actually do respect me and take me seriously when I'm surrounded in a room or a show or a meeting with all guys, they take me seriously. It's not even about that at all, because I think in a sense, I am one of the guys, but I also know that these people and people know that I'm a, I'm a smart girl and I give a fuck about what I'm doing. And I think if you just give a fuck about what you're doing and you portray that to people, then they're going to know, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It was to me. It's like, so again, I've known you forever. So I know that I can sit down with you and have an awesome conversation. But there's like all these people that don't know you and they may see like, oh, you have a wacky outfit on the bow in your hair or maybe your butts on Instagram or something like that. And it's like, it's like this obvious. It's it's just like, you know, I feel like there's a lot of people that may assume that there's just like a very shallow surface there and there isn't some person in there. But it's like, no, Lex is actually a really smart, hardworking person that like you should have a conversation with. Thank you. Just I really be, appreciate be, that. It's like it it all, takes, it's like she puts more energy into putting an outfit together than probably most people do their entire lives. Well, that makes me feel a lot better because <laughs> no, I was like, why no. is this so tiring? <laughs> no, no, no but, I think I think that it's just like you're allowed to be eccentric. You're allowed to be loud. You're allowed sexy. to be goofy. You're allowed to have your own voice. You're allowed to be sexy. You're allowed Thank to be all these things without and still be, and still be a fucking person and still yes. be a mature adult. Where's the applaud button? Thank you. Thank you. That is, oh my God. Give it up for Brian, everybody. You said it all because people, it's like you can't be one or the other. You can't be goofy without somebody thinking you're not intelligent. You can't be sexy or eccentric without somebody thinking you're not talented or whatever. People get really surprised when they go and hear my music or see me perform. They're like, I did not expect that out of you. And I'm like, I know you didn't because I look like this and... I'm kind of goofy. I know you didn't expect some serious bars out of me, but it's okay. Like, 
I like taking people by surprise. At the same time, I think it was a process. It's a process. Like I shouldn't have to feel it sucks because I I've always felt like a lot of guys in the industry never took me seriously. And I was like, I think it's because I'm goofy and eccentric and a woman and they just don't know me that well. well the, the thing is, like, I don't want to be around somebody that's serious all the time. I don't want to yeah. be around somebody that's goofy all the time. So you got to find somebody that could do both. Yeah. Right here. I think I've struck a Because you're an actual <laughs> fucking human being with thoughts and feelings and like okay. the emotional spectrum goes all over the place. Sometimes I'm sad. Sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes I'm a goofball. Sometimes I don't feel like fucking talking to you. Leave me alone. Sometimes I'll throw over a 500 pound TV. You never, you never know what you get with me. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm kidding. No, I, but really, no, I thank you. I appreciate you're that. You're a person. You're, 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 you're no more or less human. We can get into the discussion of whether or not even want to identify as human. No, no. Isn't that, fun? <laughs> Is it that funny though, that even though I'm an alien, I'm kind of very more human than a lot of humans I meet. It's kind of weird. I don't know. <laughs> but I think you are too. No, I think we've struck a good balance. Um, it just it, the road to get there is it's very complicated being a girl and like doing all that and the have you know this being your job. But then, but you know, a lot of girls in in hip hop, Nikki, even Megan The Stallion, Cardi B, like they still you know when they post sexy photos on Instagram. You know, I I can get the vibe that like people either like it or they might not take them as seriously, but it's they do it's, it. they it's do literally it. no different than the cool I mean, rapper posting a photo holding a stack of it, money. Yeah, or, it's like this is I think what women are art. You know, it's it's what you're subscribing to when if you're going to engage with an artist outside of their art. You know, it's it's for a reason. You know what I mean? And yeah. for somebody like a Cardi B or you, it's just because it's like. You're a, you're a cute girl having fun, and here's some cute pictures of me. But also, here's some fun art stuff I'm doing. Here's some music. This yeah. is my life. Yes, but yes. like I'm cute. Deal with it. Arigato. You know what hey, I mean? And that's like, very, for, that's really nice. Of you. And Thank for you. some dudes, it's just kind of like, well, hey, like you know, I'm just hanging out with. I'm hanging out with the homies. I got some money. Maybe I'm hanging out with some. You know, I'm hanging out with some fucking babes and here's you know, this my neighbor here's some here's some liquor in front of his car here's a, here's a, yeah <laughs> that kind of stuff like people are like they, they they it's like you need to be presentable no matter what so it's like but like for like dudes it's kind of like whatever but for girls it's like damned if you do damned if you don't it is you so know that. you post a picture it of your so butt that. and it's all like oh like what is this so you think you're it like so that and then you're some fucking model now and then you don't and it's all like oh like it's you could be all of those things. Let me see that butt. And then you yeah, Oh, I know. Yeah. Let me see that butt. Shut up. Where's the butt? Uh-huh. I don't I don't want to hear you talk. Where's your butt? No. Yeah. No. It's it's which sucks because a lot of the time sometimes these companies or people will ask you, "Hey, post a sexy photo." And then it's almost like, "Oh, you don't want me to post a sexy photo." There's no winning. You know, so I just do what I want. And that doesn't make me any less intelligent or talented or whatever. What makes me less talented is the is the bullshit I go through on a day to day basis, which actually has nothing to do with that. But yeah, you're right. You mean like with the health stuff? Oh, yeah. The yeah, health okay. stuff. Yeah. yeah. But no, that's like cra- it's crazy. Like what you seriously brought up like what I've been thinking about for probably more than two years. And you said it so very eloquently. Cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm happy we talked about that because that's like, yeah, that's something really I haven't been able to express. And it's something it's like this Pittsburgh mentality, too, because it happens a lot in Pittsburgh. It's like less in other places. But the kind of like female struggle here, or like the female to male like dichotomy or how people treat you if you're this it's it's vastly it's just so complicated people are very judgmental well i think the hip-hop scene here and you've been doing this long enough to probably know exactly where i'm coming from has never it's never clicked it's never been yeah a strong community no it's been there's been a lot of people doing their own thing there's a lot of artists not enough promoters every single promoter that gets into the hip-hop thing ends up being a fucking scumbag in one way or another it seems 
It's like either they're artists that start booking shows and they'll maybe book a handful of shows and they're good shows, but they're artists. They're not promoters. They don't want to fucking do this full time. It's so they, it's all, yeah, so it's they fucking tap out. But like you think about other scenes. This is something else I was talking with huge Palmer about too. Is like, mm-hmm. I think the success of scenes like the local punk scene or indie rock or metal or hardcore, like all of those scenes have had strong promoters that were just yeah. promoters passionate about promoting and put together good events. They paid attention to the scene. They curated good things and they, they were able to blossom a community. The hip hop scene in Pittsburgh has not had any promoters that actually give a fuck about the entire hip hop scene. There will be promoters that maybe promote their little clicks. Their little, it's very clickish. It's yeah. very clickish. And then it's very clickish. It's, yeah. it's, it's clickish and temporary. It's and it like doesn't one even click ma- fizzles out. Another one pops up. Oh yeah. But nobody yeah, yeah. actually like tr- is trying to focus on the scene as a whole. Or themselves individually. That and there are also no venues that want to fucking like help foster it. Either. Yeah, there, that's a, a somebody, Which, something I mean, somebody brought up to me is that why don't we have more? Um, I think it was somebody in New York. They were like, "Why doesn't Pittsburgh have more like venues and and stuff like that?" And it's like we did. They keep getting everything keeps like getting bought out and renamed and and whatever. But like. The people that the artists and the people that I found in Pittsburgh that I do shows with, like, amen, good. We're all doing our own thing and killing it. But it's always it has always been like that with the with hip hop in Pittsburgh. Too much clicky stuff. And, it is, uh, and yeah. obviously, and like I could say this with confidence, most of the people that I know in the hip hop scene here do not promote themselves anywhere near as hard as the people that I know that play in other styles of music. I think it's like a lot of people just kind of want things handed to them. Hmm. So you don't get venues that even want to take a chance on these people because they know they're not going to fucking promote. Huh? Really? Yeah. Damn. I feel like. I feel a like, lot of, yeah, I don't know. If I you're going like to do something, a, you no, go all out. I feel like there's a lot of people here. Uh, it could be changing because a lot of these people that I'm talking about. I think about, it's the younger people. A lot of these people that I'm talking about aren't even super active anymore. But for yeah, a while, oh, yeah, yeah. but for a while, it was just like, I'm going to book a show and people are going to show up and I'm going to get paid. And it's like, I just, I never saw the, like the back end work. It just didn't seem like people were no, there's, for it. There's got to be a little bit of back end work. You got like, even if you're talking to people like do, cause people ask you, Hey, Oh my God, when's your next show? I really, really want to come see you. Boom. boom and boom. also another issue too, with rap and hip hop, it's so youth driven. And you think the majority of the spaces where you could have shows can't facilitate all ages shows. That's another problem. A lot of places don't have great sound. And if you don't have good sound, it really suffers for a hip hop show. Mm -hmm. Because it's not like a thing where like a band can just set up and then you only need a speaker to kind of work for the microphone. For yeah. like rap show, everything has to come through the fucking speakers for it to sound good. That's and if you don't have a good PA, it's gonna sound like shit, and people are gonna be like, "This is bad." Oh god, this live sound thing. I've t- I, yeah, no. I mean, I have fortunately not had too many issues with that. But since getting sick, yeah, like live sounds like important. But I played okay. My last show was all ages. It was at the Hard Rock. I promoted it. I promoted the crap out of it. I made a ton of money at this show, sold a ton of merch. It was with my good friend, September Morning. You'd like them. They're like punk, um, goth, sort of like melodic. Um, they're really good. But I did sort of like, I'm like kind of in the middle. I'm like hip hop brushing with that genre. And I'm, I've played with them before, like in other places. They're really awesome. They had me on. So to have me go up, sound guy actually giving a crap me doing my best like no the sound wasn't per- perfect but when i listened back it was it was good um up there when you're doing it it's like I yeah don't. yeah but when i listened back yeah it sounded great but then to have me go right after hardcore metal and then have a melodic goth band it, all ages hard rock cafe not bad it wasn't bad i will say i haven't played there in a long time nothing's gonna be mm. perfect no show's gonna be perfect no but I will always promote and do my best and like everything when it comes to like do, promoting shows and showing up with the making making it the best that I can. Mm-hmm. I have to, you know. I think that there's there's an art. Obviously, we talk a lot as performers about sound and needing to be 
good at venues for us to perform accordingly. But also on the flip of that, especially for you, I feel like as a performer, you have to get good at playing in shitty situations. Yeah. Until then, like you're bullshit. Like if you can't play, you can play anywhere. I mean, obviously, if you're able to control the situation and get it to sound, if you're able to make things work, it's good. But there's uh, there's plenty of times where uh, we'll be at sound check. And whenever, like, I'll ask for some specific things from the sound engineer, nothing crazy. I'm just like, hey, like, I have these lines and I'm doing this. And just, like, I will – the way that that engineer interacts with me, the way they answer my questions, I know off the bat, like, oh, if you care and if you're going to do a good job immediately. I know, I know. a lot they, of the sound if, guys are It's one of those like, things where it's like if, if I, they don't give a fuck and I know that it's going to be whatever, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to try to ask you for anything that you obviously can't or don't want to provide me. You do really good I'm on just, your end, but oh yeah, there's so many. I don't give I'm a just fuck gonna, sound I'm guys. I'm just going to deal with what I have to deal with. Yeah. And I always like, especially I try to like, it's like I always like hate opening up shows and venues I've never played before because I don't know what it's like. Yeah. So I always hope that like, you know, if I'm Either if I'm headlining or if I'm in the middle of the bill somewhere, I always make sure to get there early so I can like pay attention to like, oh, like how does it sound in the room and like just get, little things like actually watch the sound engineer mixing the bands while they're I'm playing. Like, take notes. Yeah. Get an idea of like what I'm getting into just to know like, oh, OK, like he's actually paying okay. attention to what they need. And like the room has this. There's this many monitors. There's, you know, just like get an idea. So I know what I'm walking. That's into. a great. No, that's oh, OK. Yeah, no, I think every artist should be taking notes if you perform live and like out of state or travel or get, you know, for shows. Pay attention to this. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, there. The, I think early on, I've gotten lucky and had a lot of sound guys that either they've worked with me before or they they actually care and they've like been like I performed at this anime convention and they were like really cool, like they were actually better than I expected. I've <laughs> gotten lucky, and then the the Mr. Smalls, um, their funhouse, yeah, great sound. That sound guy, I don't remember his Denny. name. But, yeah. Okay, he was uh, when I went to your show. He was there, and at, I performed one of my best shows. You know, because I was like, "Oh man, I didn't miss a beat. Everything was perfect, pitch everything." And the sound guy was like really into it, and he was really into his job. And I was just like, "I'm never gonna forget this." And then you were there, and he was there, and I was like. I, lo- I love when a guy gets it, like a sound engineer actually like really gets into it. I, r- I really do. Yeah, I've no. gotten lucky lately, um, but most of the time I just kind of perform in whatever situation. If you want me to do a show under the ocean, I'll just show up and pray it works, make it work, whatever. it is. But you know what I mean? I'll make it work. It just in our we want it to be good for us. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? That's a thing. It's like we're those kind of people that like want it to be we want uh, to know we well, we felt it. It's so hard if I if I'm not feeling it, it comes out in my performance and then that is going to affect the way people are interpreting my performance. Unless you think it does, but most people can't tell cuz that's happened a lot of the time to me, especially like after getting sick, that's happened a lot of time to me and they're like we no, that was that was sure. amazing. But yeah, maybe. but you have a point. I, I, I mean, get you have a I, point. I get in my head a lot. The, um, you're not alone. The the the, the uh, last thing that I am gonna bring up. Uh, we've 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 broke our hour mark. Woo! So uh, I don't want to go too much longer because yeah. But nobody ever listens this long. Keep it but short and sweet. I will say this. Um, I don't know if you've ever had this thought, but hey, uh, it's like so. I'm a creative person. You're unquestionably a creative person. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Have you ever thought about how your creativity can get the best of you because you're able oh. because like you're able to create these situations oh in your head God. that are so unrealistic and so over the top but your imagination is capable of doing it and then all of a sudden like you're thinking the worst possible things in the world painting these terrible scenarios. Oh yeah. Oh, or yeah. it's, it's just oh, all in normal. your head. It's all in your brain because like oh. you just have this imagination that's off the fucking charts. You let your imagination run amok. Yeah. 
So I'm always thinking the worst. I'm thinking like, oh, oh like, no, I, if I to... don't do A, B, and C, X, Y, and Z is going to happen. But it's like nobody fucking cares that much. Nobody's as involved as I've I I've been there before and I've learned to – sadly, I hate this, but I've learned to like settle um, and not think that way. Um, I think just because there's only so much traumatic shit you could deal with. But that in a nutshell, oh, yeah, that's me for sure. <laughs> And sometimes I'll create re- uh, inventive ways to even just sabotage myself, which is unfortunate. But I think in regards to your create your creativity, like with all of this, with sound, with even like the lights and the pro- the projections, like amazing, Thank you. amazing. I don't think it, sometimes overthinking will mess you up. Sometimes. Most of the time, it'll it'll mess you up. I think you know what you're doing. You just got to think. You you know what you're doing. You don't have to, like, overthink it. But, yeah, my imagination's run amok. That's yeah. where I was last year on this time. I was thinking the worst. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I almost ended it. Oh, no. Yeah. I almost ended it. I But I just some, somehow survived. I'm glad. And I'm here to tell the tale. The world would be a shittier place without you. Just so you know. Thank you. Yeah, it might be. Well, I don't. I don't know. I don't. Know, I, don't, I, don't I don't know how many of you I can handle. You talking about the clones in your music video is a little stressful. They're, they're I'm joking. Qu- I'm joking. I don't know. <laughs> how, I don't know how many Alexa terrestrials we need in the world. But if rather, more people were like you, I think it would be a better place. Aww, just saying. Thank you. I, honestly, I agree. I agree. The clones in the video are quiet. They're just. They're think. <laughs> they're thinkers. They're planners. They're just, they're more like just nice people mitigating the bad things that happen. They're mm-hmm. not much, they don't spend time on the outfits. It looks like they do, but they are just dressed by somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So 2020, we're going to have some new, some new content. 2020 is way. the future. Yeah. It's the future. I think I'm sort of five years into the future. Maybe somewhere along the line, everything will catch up. But yeah, 2020 should be interesting. And where can people find your stuff and keep up with you? Let the people know. Yeah. Um, if you have my name, you could find me anywhere on any galaxy, um, even the ones really far away. Just Lexa Terrestrial, like extraterrestrial, but Lexa. Um, LexaTerrestrial.com. I make some really cool stuff uh, for guys, too. It's not as crazy as you think. It's kind of more normal. But um, anywhere, Lexa Terrestrial. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I use them all. I do. Cool. Yeah. And thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. It's outro time. Uh! And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. One more time, Alexa, can I get a... Let's get a cheers. Cheers. Really happy, to, really happy to have you here. Happy to catch I'm up. I'm so happy. Yeah, no, just sitting down and talking with me makes me happy. So. I, w- I wish we could do it for another couple hours. We probably easily could, but... Oh, we just... would be wrecked. <laughs> it would just, I'd be wrecked. It's, it's, uh, I feel like I, I, have, I always have a, a lovely time talking with you, and I'm happy that you're here. I'm happy that you're doing well, most importantly. Thank you. Happy to hear about the new music and see the new videos, but the fact that you're here healthy well smiling laughing even if you may be in a little bit of pain i'm happy that's, that you're here that's so nice that's a nice thing and it's true thank you no it's 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 really really good so be sure to check out lexa's stuff and i'll be back again in a couple days with another episode same thank time you. same place same channel you know the drill my name is sykes start the beat 2020 is the year because this is going up in january we're in the future Woo woo! thanks for listening and we'll fade that out We did it. It's done.